0: Hello everyone, I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is hosted by Mike Procy. Mike is an entrepreneur, facilitator, innovator, and problem solver. Working in the Calgary energy sector, Mike strives to build the innovation ecosystem and community. From his volunteer position on the Strategic Capability Network, where he founded the Calgary Innovation Peer Forum, to pursuing his DBA in winter 2024, focused on innovation, Mike is pushing the thinking on what it means to be a corporate innovation practitioner. Let's join Mike as he interviews his former university professor, Olex Osijewski. Take it away, Mike.
1: Excellent. Good morning, everybody. Happy to be here and happy to have our listeners. Today in the world of innovation, we have Oleks Osoyeski. So Oleks is an innovation leader, entrepreneurship educator. He is the Associate Professor of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Haskane School of Business. But what's really exciting about Oleks is that he does actionable management research. This is research that can actually be applied in large organizations Alex, how are you doing this morning
2: well i'm living my best life how are you doing mike
1: good good doing well why don't we uh jump right in because it's going to be a jam-packed uh, session here why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your research
2: okay thank you so my mission, my mission or and vision in general is to help current and future business leaders to achieve their best and my particular area of expertise lies in disciplined application of entrepreneurship principles across different contexts, in large organizations, in small organizations, in public entities. And by entrepreneurship principles, I mean deliberate, disciplined innovation in order to solve real-world problems. I really want to dissolve this misconception that entrepreneurship is about new ventures and startups. Yes, they, they have lots of entrepreneurship, but most of entrepreneurship, most of the innovation happens in large established firms. And this is where I'm helping current and future business leaders through executive training, through MBA classes, and through disseminating actionable management research that I generate and that my colleagues in academia generate. The beauty of academic research is that we can look at thousands and thousands of companies, for example, large companies that are trying to introduce a radical innovation in the market. And it allows us to get common patterns that practitioners cannot always do not always have a luxury to see. So this is what I'm doing and I'm so excited to be here.
1: I I, I love that you have that perspective that large organizations not only can innovate, but they're innovation leaders and they are doing a lot of changes there. And and Olex, typical small town Calgary as well. We forgot to mention right off the get-go that you were actually my professor when I was completing my MBA as well and sparked this innovation innovation mindset within me. And something that you said that I will never forget, I think you kicked off our class by saying everybody thinks innovation and entrepreneurship is risky. But if you de-risk it properly, you can actually use it to enhance your business. And that stuck with me from the get-go because it really challenged that perception that, you know, you have to take a bunch of risks and it might not pan out. You introduced this concept that you can actually do this, as you say, strategically, which, which is just amazing. So as you talk about large organizations, what do you think is the key ingredient that is missing for large organizations in order to innovate?
2: you know there is no single one ingredient single thing that we can insert and large organization will become really innovation champion rather as i'm looking at large organizations and consulting and training projects what i see is bottleneck in innovation pipeline so basically if we are thinking about innovation we have to understand that innovation process has a couple of stages and these stages should be considered as a pipeline Starting with idea generation and all the cool things that we can do, innovation competitions, free time, working with universities, working with startup incubators, accelerators to generate ideas. After that, ideas have to be developed. Business cases have to be built. The best ideas have to be, business cases have to be built. Best ideas have to be selected. They have to be validated, tested, scaled up. And then we are talking about execution, which is about scaling up successfully validated innovations and business models around them. So what I basically see, every large organization has a bottleneck in one of those stages in the pipeline. And if you want your particular organization to be more innovative, strategically innovative, you have to clearly see the pipeline and see where the bottleneck is. Now. Every time in business media, in business books, we get a new cool tool of framework like lateral thinking or disciplined execution that design allows us thinking
1: and design, design thinking, thinking. Doing things different. Yeah.
2: and they are great, but they are great in a particular stage of your pipeline. And what if that stage of your pipeline is not your bottleneck? So if you, if you get a really nice workshop about brainstorming and generating innovative solutions, but problem of your organization is in building business cases and selecting the best ideas or in execution, this is not going to work. On the other hand, there are some organizations that are excellent in execution, that once you know what to do, they will do it right away. But their bottleneck is more in idea generation, for example. So there is no single missing ingredient. Rather, innovation process has to be analyzed as a pipeline. And you have to find a bottleneck in that pipeline.
1: And when you do find that bottleneck, Olexo, I've often heard in the Calgary Innovation Pure Forum ideation rich, execution poor, like this seems to be a fair, a fairly common trait, um and an innovators dilemma in some cases. So if you are struggling kind of on that execution side of things, what are some of the things that you've seen that can help, uh that can help organizations work through this on the on the research side of things?
2: Well, first, I really need to make a comment about Innovation Forum. It is an absolutely great organization, community of practice of innovators, but we have biased sample of innovation managers. We have people who understand why innovation is important, who are great in generating ideas, but the bottleneck in their organizations might be more in execution. There is way more organizations that are not part of the forum that are not even thinking about generating ideas. Oh, okay. So what okay. So, so that's first. It is, it is not that every a lot of or, the majority of organizations are great at generating ideas, but not at execution. This is mm. not the case. Now, going back to successfully executing organizations, uh, it is about change management. It is about leadership. So, executing successfully validated innovative ideas projects is all about scaling up what is already working and usually companies like McDonald's or Walmart that are great at operations they are great at execution mm. so once they know what to do then it will be spread throughout the network and done well so well proud this this is the essence of my answer
1: i i love that that's perfect and it is important to note too yeah exactly like you said i mean we can get a bunch of innovators together in a group and start talking about things but you do have that biased lens of what you're seeing right and if we're truly thinking about a solution that's going to work for every organization. It's going to need to be tailored to that organization and, and in certain situations, right? So I think that's a really important perspective to remember. As we're talking about the innovation ecosystem and land, and landscape, when I think about it in, in Calgary and perhaps beyond, you have different segments of the innovation ecosystem. So you have the startups, which are often flourishing. You have your government agencies, the platform Calgary's that are that are re- Innovate Alberta, that's really helping driving things forward. VCs are early funding, your avatar programs, your thin air labs, all those great organizations in Calgary. And then the academics as well in large organizations. So as you think about these roles, what do you see as the role of academic institutions as it relates to corporate innovation? Super. I will, I will take two perspectives here.
2: First, from a broad perspective, every large city, successful city, has one or a couple of world-class universities. We need university as part of any ecosystem of any city. We need their graduates to go to corporate world. We need corporate executives to go to study. We need this mutual support and development. So corporate industry, we need universities. But that's on a broad perspective now going back to corporate innovation traditional model that has been discussed developed well established in the last century is a linear model when academic institutions are responsible for a fundamental research that generates for us general purpose technologies, artificial intelligence, semiconductors, internet, you name it, general purpose technologies. And later, those general purpose technologies are taken by corporate entities, embedded into product services processes and commercialized. So there was a division of labor between academics who are doing something fundamental that will lead to general purpose technology and then real world where these things get implemented in, in particular products and solve real-world problems. right? Well, first, there is some truth to this model still. There are still some things that can be studied only in academia because the path to commercialization is just too far away, too long. But also, right now, we see the rise of another paradigm, a paradigm of co-creation, of solution to complex problems, when we have joint project teams from research scientists and and apprentice scientists like postdocs phd students and engineers and managers from corporate world and these teams are addressing the real complex problems in the world and together they are generating innovative solutions so the thing is that academics they need this real world connection, in order to understand which problems to solve, in order to understand what kind of solution is feasible for it to be implemented in industry. On the other hand, what industry can get from it? Research shows that these partnerships, joint ventures, alliances with academic institutions can lead to groundbreaking, truly innovative ideas that you cannot get just from the industry. Just from, industry has excellent consultants, excellent engineers, but together with academia that you can actually take a risk and get something something that nobody thought mm. before
1: and and what does this relationship look like in practical terms like is it the organizations are providing funding are they providing resources is it all of the above hackathons like to actually put this into practice let's say tomorrow we wanted to start working with the university of calgary how do we go about doing that
2: you see i would probably put funding not the very beginning because because I, I am a little bit skeptical about funding being the primary driver of this type of collaboration. It is more about finding researchers, heads of labs, professors who are excited, who are agonizing about a particular problem that they want to solve in the real world, and finding similar enthusiastic industry partners to form team to talk about the problem, to talk about possible solution. And funding can come later. Luckily, in Canada, funding can always also come from the government. Uh, Government can leverage even a little bit of seed funding that industry can provide, but also industry can benefit from graduate students or postdocs or professors moving to industry. Industry can support some projects and by this means shape the trajectory of development of academic research. So it is about co-evolution. It is about working together. And I would not put funding at the f- forefront of it. I would start with meetings, collaborations. Ultimately, my own students are going to apply for jobs in the industry. I want to know what industry wants in order to prepare my students. Mm I am always open to talk to industry leaders about how we can work together. And usually, this is my entrepreneurship trick. If you have a good idea, money will come ultimately from one source or another.
1: There you go. Wiser words were never said. If you have a good idea, money will come eventually to any of the listeners out there. I also think it's important just to highlight a few things. Firstly, you talked about, you know, your vision and goal to get your get your students to have that entrepreneurship innovation mindset and send them out into industry. I've been so impressed recently with Mount Royal University, University of Calgary, all universities that I've seen and all post-secondaries that I've seen really committing to this entrepreneurship mindset, this innovation mindset, I'm seeing more and more classes offered innovation and strategic thinking, entrepreneurial thinking, design, design thinking, building your business case. And that's been a really amazing shift to watch. Because now on the industry side, we have students and interns coming into organizations that already have this pre-baked thought that they're able to take and really nourish. And that's been really great to see. And then also, I think it's important to give a shout out here at this point to Creative Destruction Lab, which as we think about being that bridge between academics and commercially viable products to industry and organizations, they sit right in that sweet spot working with universities and then actually working with those researchers, combining them with business professionals, VCs, whoever they need, and getting commercialized projects out of that. So it's been great to see that program growing as well.
2: And you see, this is by this means we are growing our own ecosystem. And my aspiration is to make sure that Calgary becomes Silicon Valley of Canada, because we have all the necessary components for it. We have a good university, we had a thriving corporate sector, we have all this ecosystem that is getting built. I I actually see lots of great things coming
1: in the future, like Creative Destruction Lab. Likewise, agreed. I think I think it's gonna be very exciting to see where the city goes so at for our listeners so you have a variety of listeners to the rainforest alberta big ideas podcast a lot are sitting in organizations sometimes in very large organizations what is one thing that they can start doing today to become more innovative and help inspire this thinking in their organization
2: as much as we all love innovation and I'm a professor who professes the importance of innovation. <laughs> I have to be the first to acknowledge, well, not the first, people understand it. Innovation for the sake of innovation has no strategic meaning. It is a waste of resources unless innovation underpins competitive advantage of your organization. So I heard a phrase, probably I heard it from you or from your organization, that there is no such thing as innovation strategy, there is just strategy. There is a lot of, there is, there is a lot of truth to that. The key thing is to understand what your strategy is, what your competitive advantage is or is going to be five years from now, and then find a place for innovation in achieving that competitive advantage and securing that competitive advantage. Innovation has to be strategic. And once you see the role of innovation in your strategy in achieving competitive advantage, then miracles start happening. Then people in your organization start understanding why you need that idea competition or why you do not need an idea competition. And maybe instead, what you need is a strong chief innovation officer's office that would take lots of great ideas and build business cases for them and select the best ones that fit your strategy. So I can talk a lot about innovation culture and ability to fail and giving people free time. That's, that's important. But the key thing is that innovation has to be strategic we all love innovation we all talk about innovation but we need to understand why we are doing it if there is a link of innovation and strategy miracle starts happening
1: i envision that mad scientist that might just be innovating for the sake of innovation but i like what you're saying you want to ensure that it's aligned to your strategic objectives it's not a different objective it's not separate it's one lever that you're pulling to help execute on your strategy which is a common theme in a lot of my discussions definitely that comes through and shines through that this is what people should be doing
2: and if i i would like to add here so that the archetype of a mad scientist is obviously true and we do have creative people who generate ideas just for the sake of ideas and ideas are like children you cannot just abandon them you have to nurture them but also we have a lot of more mundane and everyday examples of ideas that never saw the light of the day that post hoc later turned out to be cool. Let's mm. think about Kodak and all that story about digital technology, digital photography technology initially developed by Kodak engineers. But since there was no fit of this technology to Kodak's strategy, mm. it never saw the light of the day. and. It also means that strategy has to co-develop, co-evolve together with the innovative ideas that emerge. But Mm -hmm. ultimately, as an innovator, it is your job to build a business case and to make sure that whatever idea you have fits organizational strategy.
1: Love that. Well said there. Beautiful. We'll wrap it up here. And I'm just going to have one final question for you. So this is one that we leave all our listeners with. But what is one thing that you would like to leave our listeners with from this podcast?
2: Okay, the key thing is the following. As exciting as innovation is, it is actually a complex, disciplined process that requires resources, commitments, and that sometimes fails. Innovation takes away resources from day to day activities. And in large organization in start it is easy. All you're doing is innovating. You have to make sure that your innovation is the light of the day in established organizations there is always this problem of concentrating on what you are doing now versus developing new skills through innovation and there is always a bias and well justified bias to concentrate on what you are doing now when i was running a portfolio of graduate programs for this business school for skane school of business i always had this issue should i improve efficiency of my existing programs to increase enrollments by 10 percent or should I devote two years of my life to launch a new graduate program? That might potentially work or might not. In most cases, my reasonable decision was to concentrate on improving what I have right now. Mm -hmm. But the irony is that in the long run, only innovators will survive. and This is the true innovator's dilemma. You have to find a way to innovate in a systematic manner, and to make sure that innovations add to bottom line now. Because without innovation, your organization will definitely fail in the, even in the medium term.
1: Amazing. Amazing, Olex. Nothing to add there on my end. I think that's an excellent place to call it right now. Olex, thank you very much for this time. Thank you for coming on the podcast and I look forward to connecting next.
0: Thank you, Mike. Thank you, friends. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo busting, sector agnostic, all industry, open sourced, ego shrinking, ecosystem building, entrepreneur focused, wide open social barrier smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode was brought to you by New Idea Machine. NIM helps new software developers, UI UX designers, and product managers gain mentored, hands on industry experience. And at the same time, we provide companies with risk free tech talent. Definitely a win 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 situation. Visit newideamachine.com for more information. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.